0: You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Hello, welcome to Desert Island Goals. It's me, Alpha here. I hope you're all well during this uh, VL period, as it were. Um, yes, Desert Island Goals. Uh, each week, I say each week, each edition, I have a guest and they will talk through their three favourite goals of all time. And then at the end, they choose just one because we're going to send them to a desert island. And uh, yes, it's it's quite similar to Desert Island Discs, except for it's football is that good enough fine anyway let's have some listening if you do like the show please do share with people and uh, we'll see and further line I might do some more uh, we've got the football season coming back so we'll just see how things are anyway i hope you enjoy this edition uh, you're definitely going to enjoy it if you're an arsenal fan if you're not an arsenal fan don't worry you still enjoy it i hope enjoy Hello. Hello, mate. You all right? Can you, yeah. How's it going? You can hear me fine.
1: Yeah, you now fine. Yeah, he fine.
0: Well, it seems to yeah. be working. It's good, <laughs> isn't it?
1: All right. You can remember how to do stuff.
0: <laughs> Everyone's <f-ing> hair. <here. laughs> Every time I call someone, I think, "Well, I can't. I don't want them to see me like this." And then I tell them, "Oh, just as bad."
1: Well, they're just as bad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the longest hair I've had since school, probably thirty years.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. uh, my guest on this episode is a social and football commentator who has chosen to remain anonymous under a pseudonym, and that pseudonym is Tommy Gunn. You may have heard him on the Ultimate Fancy podcast. Uh, he's an unadulterated, unapologetic Arsenal fan who has spent the past few years living in a village, inspecting old ladies' lofts, yes, and training to be a special constable. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Gunn. Uh, is that it? Is that all the accolades I've got? (laughs) Okay, Uh, okay. Former wedding DJ.
1: I mean, uh, somebody once described me as the biggest thing to hit Deptford since the Luftwaffe,
0: which is uh, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Well, that's pretty good. And that must have been someone quite old school. I think,
1: I think that was me. I think I described (laughs) that. I
0: can't even remember anymore. Nice bit of self pro Yeah, no longer a wedding DJ, of course. Uh, London's premier number two DJ.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, Arsenal fan, special constable. Um, you've often described Arsene Wenger as the father you never had. Do you think, uh, do you think you would have made a good dad?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's a weird thing to, weird thing to say, isn't it? But I suppose Wenger came in when I was taking football fandom, uh, you know, to another level. You know, when you're a kid, you just sort of follow the team that your dad gives you. And I remember like Arsenal teams from, you know, when I was sort of eight, nine, ten, eleven, you know, those random cup runs we used to go on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Palmer, you know, all those like stripey socks, Stefan Schwartz, all Naeem. that kind of stuff. Naeem, all that kind of, all that kind of um that, that Tuesday club side. And I used to go to Highbury when I was a kid and uh, and sort of sort of, you know, grew up with that side. But then Wenger's. Tenure has sort of coincided with taking football and football fandom a lot more seriously, uh, and it's sort of, you know, it's it sort of it's been such a long era. You know, it, I feel like it's been he has sort of encompassed like the most sort of pivotal moments of being a fan. So, yeah, there is that kind of like male authority figure who's sort of had such significance over significant periods of my life, uh, and you know, significant periods of enjoying football immensely. Uh, but also, you know, just hating it uh, at the same time. So I can never really forgive him for those kind of things. So we've got that kind of like, you know, I love him and hate him in sort of equal proportions.
0: Well, he definitely falls into that father category for that thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, in in, in that kind of way, because he's he's just sort of been that male authority figure that's just had such a, a massive impact on... You know, in so many years, for so long, It's just sort of been that, been that sort of more than any of the players. He's been the sort of the 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 one presence there, the the one sort of figure.
0: Uh, I think I think for me as an uh, as an onlooker um, and someone who had hired an interest in Arsenal, when see, I put Arsene Wenger in two categories. Arsene Wenger one, Arsene Wenger two. Arsene Wenger one, I loved. Great guy, changed football. His team, football teams are amazing. And then Arsene Wenger two was just. Uh, I don't know this this guy. Senile, senile old man who was dead set on not winning anything and doing do, just doing his own. Oh, he just messed things up for me. He just got annoying. Mm. Well, All I excuses. mean, we'll, we'll
1: touch we'll touch on that later. I mean, that they you know there's obviously the Highbury years and the Emirates years, and they're two very distinct chapters. Um, there were chances for Wenger to you know be vindicated and redeem himself really during those mm. uh, Emirates years, but he didn't take. Um, and none of my goals are from that, from the lap, the second half of the venue, Venga tenure, because I don't really want to be reminded of that. There were so many moments in there that were just horrible and horrific, and don't really want to ever, just don't want to sort of revisit. Um, so, you know, for for the purposes of being on a desert island and only really. <laughs> yeah, taking three goals with me i don't really because although there were some great goals from that time you know ramsey's goals and fa cup winning goals and you know the ox and like some wonderful stuff Rositsky mm. at spurs oh and, Rizitsky,
0: <laughs> uh 2014 i just watched that one. that was like some disgracefully
1: goal. brilliant goals wiltshire um, the
0: wiltshire one as well same oh, season Jack, i think it was Jack two wiltshire weeks before sort
1: of total football goal i mean is it's unreal so but i i've chosen any of those they're Absolutely. tainted,
0: they are tainted, aren't they, tainted, those ones? Yes, they they're tainted t-
1: by the background and the context around them. Um, although they are great goals and stand players, I think a lot of those players I, I, I hate as well because they just, you know, they, a lot of them sort of, they, they say summed up the, the lethargy that around the whole club and the, just the feeling of drift and, the you know, the, 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 the Theo walcott that descended yeah. on the club for so long. <laughs> we, it just took us forever to shift it. And arguably, we never really did shift it. Um, until perhaps, you know, now,
0: maybe. Do you think Theo Walcott will become a way to describe things in future?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he sums up the whole, he just sums up the mediocrity. Hyperbole.
0: I think he's hyperbole, isn't he?
1: He sums up the mediocrity of the club, you know, so much promise, but ultimately just a bit pap. Yeah,
0: um, and a few nice touches here and there, but no substance.
1: But 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 yeah, all fart, no poo. Yeah, which all, is,
0: no, all fart, no poo, exactly. Which but.
1: is, well, and a and shame to say, it, it's very easy for us to knock him. I mean, the guy's obviously a very talented footballer and he played for England, he scored some great goals and whatever. Um, you can't really knock people like that as saying, you know, oh, you didn't achieve enough. But ultimately, he was just on these massive wages and he just was quite content to just sort of, he was just a nice guy and you just felt, see, there's not enough. It's not enough. No. Where's the will to win? Where is the sheer unadulterated anger and will to win that, that, that those former
0: players used to have? Uh, let's move on to goals. Okay. Goal number one. Uh, let's take you back. It's Wednesday, the 8th of May, 2002. Already this year, the country's had to deal with the deaths of Princess Margaret and the Queen Mother, as well as Gareth Gates being number one for four weeks with Unchained Melody. <sighs> but it's not all bad news. Vauxhall have just launched their all-new Vectra family car, which is due on sale in the summer. Sugar Babes will be number one next week and Arsenal, having won, just won the FA Cup, are at Old Trafford and one point away from securing the double. Parler, mistake by Silvestre. Wiltor has got plenty of place. Jungberg. It's Freddie Jungberg again. Push out by Vartes. Wiltor! Oh! Arsenal have scored yet again in the Premiership. And this could be the most crucial goal of all. So many Arsenal goals to choose from, uh, TG. Uh, I mean, Thierry Henry could have had his own showreel, of course. Uh, But let's start with this one, though. Sylvain Wiltord against Man United. Decisive game. Uh, Big goal. Yeah, it's
1: context, really, Why I've gone for this. What I loved about this goal is... You know, it was a. is eight o'clock kickoff. It's under the lights. We had the opportunity to go to Old Trafford and win the title, which, you know, from a circumstantial is just the thing. Things like that just never, never happen. Um, it all the stars sort of were sort of aligning perfectly, really, and we had the opportunity to go up there and do something. You know, we'd finished. They, they'd won the title the last three seasons. They've had that amazing ninety nine side. We'd finished behind them for the last three seasons, and suddenly it felt like. We were back toe-to-toe. We were back with them. You know, the 98 double winning side wasn't a fluke. We were actually, Mm. we were were competing on a level footing. We we were going at them and and we had the chance to pip them at the post, really, on their ground. And just to rub Ferguson's face in, it was just going to be just the best thing ever, really. Um, So we went up there absolutely frenetic game frantic from the sort of from the get-go it was tight Uh, wasn't
0: it really tight for two good attacking sides
1: massive sort of you know just end-to-end stuff just ding-dong football really but remain goalless and then Freddie gets put through and comes off bartes and wheel towards their left foot bangs it in an amazing little period of football really then sort of follows. On about eighty-five minutes, somebody in the away end unfills a banner saying "Arsenal Champions," and it just felt like a a little period where we just won the FA Cup. This is going back when the FA Cup wasn't at Wembley; it was down in Cardiff, and for some reason they didn't play the FA Cup final as the last game of the season. It was like it was before the end of the season. It was really weird, uh, and we just beaten Chelsea in the FA Cup. And oh yes, Ray Poll- It was going to be one of my goals was the Ray Pilot goal. But in terms of context for how important a goal I've gone for the wheel to goal, just because to go up there and finish one, they'll keep a clean sheet. I mean, nobody would have been surprised at Man United at that time. If we'd lost two, one, they'd scored two goals oh. in the third and 95th minute. They just wouldn't have been surprising at all. So that's just what they used to do to everybody else, but to sort of get in front of them, beat them on their ground, do them, you know, there's nothing like going up to one of those massive clubs, massive monster clubs and beating them with a late goal. It's just, I mean, it wasn't a late goal, but just just beating them on their own turf and then getting on the train coming home, it's just wicked.
0: I think it was Um, beating them at their own game, because if people aren't old enough, growing up with Man United, this dominant, dominant force, and the thing about Man United being so dominant, they would always score last-minute goals or they'd win decisive games 1-0. So this was totally a Man United thing to do to Man United, wasn't it? Um, Yeah. I saw the opening paragraph from the Guardian match report from the time um, I'll read it to you. Arsenal surged towards their third league and FA Cup double and their second under, Arsene Wenger, here last night with a rugged demonstration of their mental strength, which has characterised so many of their performances this season. Mental strength, thats that seems like a long time ago.
1: Yeah, it does. Those players are almost sort of unrecognisable, really. But mm. doing the double was just, you know, again, uh, just fell over on the cusp of something. It felt like there was enough of the old guard but enough of the new guard uh had come in you know we'd had we got some we just you know we, we had Berkamp and on replaying
0: well they weren't they weren't in that game actually i think they were on the bench they, for they that game
1: no and van nistelrooy didn't start um it's it's funny how many games that you know they didn't play uh especially mm. early on like Carney who was khan stole the champions league games all european games um so it was, it was funny really but Uh, Freddie was just on fire that season, just kept scoring. Um, And it was just, it was just a marvellous time. Uh, I remember I had a, um, I had, it was 2002 and I had, it was my final year at university and I had an, we won the title on the Monday. We'd won the double and I had a paper on the Wednesday, a final paper on the Wednesday. And I spent, instead of revising or doing any last minute or practice, I spent the time in the car driving around South London, trying to find a sports shop where I could buy an Arsenal top. So I didn't have a, a, of that season's kit so i could get double champions oh <laughs> two put on the back of it so that i could wear it to my final exam so that i could just wear it up. to
0: your exam
1: uh, yeah 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 so i could go oh, to, like, jesus going mean... to university for like one of the last times i was ever going to go in um and it was just it, it, this goal was just sort of to win the title it just felt like you know i was finishing university and we're all going off and all my mates and we're all going off to like take over the world really uh and this 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 just sort of encapsulated it all um it put put you on a good path didn't it? i I did get the top and i did wear it and um uh i flunked the exam but anyway that didn't really matter nothing really nothing really mattered you know we'd just Hmm. done what we'd we'd just done what we'd done um so i mean everything was just (laughs) everything everything else was a you know it, it was was Irrelevant, exactly. Really.
0: Whatever, Mr. Lecturer, sir, we just yeah. won the double. The simple fact is now Manchester United have to score twice to stop Arsenal taking the title tonight. Okay, good. Uh So very happy memories with that one. Uh And it reminds you, certainly reminds me of a dogged Arsenal, strong Arsenal side. That also played football, which they were great to watch, weren't they? They were really good to watch. Uh, let's move on to goal number two. So we're going to travel forward only slightly to November of the same year. So it's still 2002. England's flirtation with the World Cup in Japan career has been passed, been and passed. Uh, Rio Ferdinand has become the most expensive player in English football after Man United paid £29 million pounds for the defender. And at Highbury, Arsenal, on the back of their League Cup double, take on North London rivals Tottenham Hotspur.
1: Henri, right. chance of a breakout. Will to his right, Bergkamp to his left. They'll do well to catch up with Thierry Henri, though.
0: He's drifted away from Carr. Henri! Solo goal by uh, yeah, that was, of course, Thierry's solo goal uh, against Spurs. Uh, Henry could have his own show, really. Uh, but So what makes that goal more special than, say, that turn and volley against Man United?
1: The the turn and volley against Man United was outrageous. Uh, it was absolutely outrageous. This, for me, though, picking the ball up, it comes off the air's head. It's down near the Arsenal penalty area. He comes up and he just picks the ball up and he just runs and, runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. And he covers the pitch in about, I don't know, seven. It'd take me about a minute, probably, to run that far. And it takes him about seven seconds. Yeah. And before we know it, he's on the edge of the area and he, makes, he just makes, a disper- he makes the Spurs defenders look like us. You know, mm-hmm. just like one of them, I think Stephen Carr sort of sticks a leg out you know and he sort of falls over and you know <laughs> it just just looks fat and just hopeless.
0: Um, us playing on a stag do basically isn't it yeah
1: yeah and we'd come off the back of the double um that was it for people like tony adams lee dixon had gone the sulcan so- would made the difference the season before without a shadow of a doubt that is what had, you know changed everything for us but and we felt like this was the season that we could really go on from that double and do something do something ridiculous but there were already, there were some wobbles early doors. You know, we'd blown up a little bit. Um, I think we'd lost four on the spin uh, before the, Rooney had scored. Late goal, do you remember that goal at Everton? Um, mm. Rooney's first ridiculous goal. Uh, we'd lost to Blackburn. That was old,
0: old Rooney, when Rooney was good.
1: Yeah, old young Rooney. This this took us back to the top of the, ti- the top of the table. This goal, I wanted a goal um, that summed up everything about Henri, and it was just Henri's sort of desire to win football matches and desire to win trophies for Arsenal. That's why everybody loved him so much. And this goal, aesthetically, is unbeatable in in, in my book. Really, yeah. I mean, it, it summed up the it just summed up everything about him: style, speed, elegance, poise, finish, just. Hit, we had a good kit as well. The kit looked wicked. <laughs> like the pitch, the the stadium. And he's and a, it was just that,
0: he's a, a beautiful man when, as well. He's a beautiful he's man. A beautiful
1: man. Everything about it was just wonderful. And I can just watch it again and again and again and doing it to Tottenham. Tottenham weren't really a problem at that time. It was just we used to beat him every every it didn't really matter. Um but <laughs> it was a great it's it just it's nice to do it against them and watch him do it against them, obviously. But uh this goal for me, it just sort of sums
0: up. Um, you think it sums up, Henri?
1: Yeah, it, it's my favourite goal of of that period of when we, when he was, you know, arguably at his at his absolute peak. I think that is he was at his absolute peak of his powers. Really,
0: he was easily um, my favourite Premier League player of all time. Yeah, and you're right. And, like that goal, when I think of Thierry, I imagine him in his own box <laughs> with the ball. And then beating every single player on the pitch and scoring a, and then passing it into the net—that's that's one yeah. that's reason. Um, uh, Vieira got an assist for that goal, obviously very yeah. loose assist. He's involved in so many Arsenal. He's always involved in every he's single Arsenal goal. Always involved. always
1: involved. It's unbelievable.
0: Um, no, there was no, um, there was no trophy that season, was there? Was there? No
1: trophy, no trophy that season. We blew up a bit. Uh, the complacency sort of slipped in. Wenger was like, "Oh, I could see us being unbeaten." All that We don't, you know, he, he's piled pressure on the team before. And there used to be like sort of flappy hand goal celebrations, all this kind of like nonsense, you know, from some players. And it was just like, guys, just just get on with winning the game. Um, game at Bolton, in off Keown's head, sort of bounced off his weird-shaped head, went <laughs> in, late, late equaliser for them. We lost points there. And then we, Viduka smashed one in and oh, we yeah. lost 3-2 up at Leeds. And then, you know, it was just, just a disaster, really. Having gone and won the double and then to concede the title again um, was 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 just dreadful. But this goal isn't really about that context so much of the season. I mean, it was, an, it was a forgettable season to an extent. But this goal, for me, was just... I've got to have one of Henri's goals. He's my favourite ever player. This is your favourite Henri goal? This is my favourite Henri goal. Fine. So to, that would be the one that I would want to be reminded of
0: <laughs> when you're on the desert island.
1: Yeah, when I'm on the desert was what I'm trying to say, yeah.
0: Can Little you no uh, let's let's test your knowledge. Uh who came on as sub for Omri in the 75th minute on that game?
1: In that game?
0: Yeah. Striker.
1: Came on as a striker.
0: English. Well, I
1: don't know. Could have been anybody. Was it Jermaine Pennant or no, Fr-
0: Franny Jeffers?
1: Franny Jeffers. Was he still there? I thought yeah, he might Fox have gone in the, the box. season before that.
0: Could you guess the Arsenal defence that day?
1: Um back four. Yeah, well, Campbell would
0: have played. Campbell
1: did. Campbell's Campbell. there. Um, Ashley Cole.
0: Ashley Cole, and then the other two are a bit of a surprise, actually.
1: Was it? Was it Luzhny? Oleg Lusny? Lusny, yeah,
0: Luzhny? he was awful. <laughs>
1: he was awful. And, the other, and awful was awful.
0: the other awful one, the other awful one, was bold Ed. <laughs> the other awful
1: one, Stephanos.
0: No, no, he was also awful. Was the, awful. The, the one Cigan. before Seagan, he was the original Cigan. Stephanos. Yeah.
1: God, <laughs> we, we had we had some we had some. We had, I found I, I, I was doing a little bit of reading earlier and there's some random players players I've, never, I've discovered some arsenal players today that i've never even heard of uh when i was doing a bit of research
0: into this but there you go um no i i, I did some research and some games over other day and some players when you're going through old games pop up at clubs you think why on earth were they at that club but i think sometimes clubs just need to stop get players and that's how they just need numbers through the door don't they so um, guess what was number, guess what was UK number one in the single charts on this, on this day that they played? So this was, a, this was mid
1: sort of way in the season, wasn't it? Sort of November,
0: 2002,
1: 2002, yeah. Uh, Will Young.
0: The song was called Unbreakable. Um, it was their 11th UK number one single. And it's of course Westlife. Oh my God. Those plonkers that they were massive. stood up at I key big, changes. Look how big people were back then crazy mate 11th UK number they had 14 in total 14, that's how yeah, bad yeah. the world was back then yeah right move cool. on to your next goal uh, your third and final goal okay now so we've had what was the first one we had Will Tord
1: Will Tord winning the title
0: then we, we had the Henri with his goal that encapsulates who he was as a player yeah. Now, your third goal, like I said, loads of Arsenal, amazing Arsenal goals to see. And listeners, I've put a link on to this. Uh, there's a whole collection of Arsenal goals you can watch. So, this is a big one. Now, you've not gone for Burkamp versus Leicester. No. You've not gone for Burcamp versus Newcastle, which was recently well, voted, voted best, best, best Premier League goal ever. Also, voted by Arsenal legend Ian Wright <laughs> <laughs> So you've not gone for that. You've not gone for I mean, you could have had team goals, some fantastic team goals of Vieira against Liverpool. Um yeah. goals we mentioned, Wilshire's team goal we mentioned, Adams versus Everton, ninety eight, when he was Put through by Steve Bolt. Steve Bolt. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. And it, plus, it was on TV. I remember watching it. That was such an amazing feeling. That even as someone who isn't an Arsenal fan. So yeah. none of those. I haven't gone for
1: any of those. I haven't gone for any of those. I,
0: I mean, you've got you've not gone for Perez's chip against Villa in two thousand and two.
1: Oh, that was good.
0: Brilliant. Fabricas solo goal versus Spurs in two thousand nine. Also better because. He scored just from kickoff. RVP just scored.
1: Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And
0: uh, Sky was still showing the replays of yeah, that goal. Yeah, and they right. missed Fabregas' <laughs> dance for all the defenders and score goal. You got no Rab- uh, Robin Van Persie goals. No, I hate him.
1: But, <laughs> I don't want to be reminded of him. I don't want to be reminded of him. And Fabregas wearing <laughs> a Chelsea shirt. Fabregas wearing a Chelsea shirt is, for me, I can't describe how saddening and just... Upsetting that is actually, it's traumatic, it's absolutely traumatic. Um,
0: but I think, uh, as we discussed before, my issue with Fabregas was way back when he's the Arsenal player. Do you remember when they played Barcelona? Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, was and all, all pally Barcelona's- pally with them in yeah. there. I hated him from that moment on. Yeah.
1: Well, do you remember at the World Cup where they put a Barcelona shirt on him in south Oh, Africa, yeah, made him put one on. I mean, it was just horrific.
0: Little gear, um, uh, yeah, so none of those. Uh, obviously, the Van Persie thing, I mean, that volley against Charlton, I mean, in fact, the volley
1: against Charlton, when yeah, it comes over his shoulder. I, it's, it's ridiculous. Unreal, it? it's in fact,
0: uh, I've just done a lot of Van Persie research, and all of yeah. his goals are amazing, like, he, um, technically brilliant. I,
1: I, I don't, I, I liked him as a player. Interestingly, you know, he was, he was. <laughs>
0: He's, he's short
1: of cojones, you know. He, he's, he's, he was never a leader. He was never, he never wanted to be a leader. He wanted to go to no. Man United and just be the kid that could just do wonderful stuff and leave all, goals. leave all the hard stuff to Vidic and Ferdinand and the big boys. Mm. Wenger wanted him to be a leader and he didn't have the minerals. Um, he just, he didn't. And he, he, he's been pretty frank about that, to be honest. He's not, uh, you know, he's not made of the right stuff. Uh, for him to go to Old Trafford was, it it summed up what everybody knew and what everybody was thinking and what everybody was saying. And then to have it sort of, to have it borne out in front of you for sod all money, actually, like 15 million quid or something.
0: Yeah, it was Um, nothing, wasn't it, at the time?
1: It it was just like, could you imagine Ferguson ever doing that? Selling his best player to his nearest rivals. I mean, we weren't their nearest rivals then anyway. That had long gone. But, you know, can you imagine Ferguson ever doing that? He just would, he'd just say no. Just be like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I don't but think the Ferguson... Fact that we were railroaded into that deal.
0: I don't think Ferguson could believe his luck, to be honest, because he picked him up in the next season and won the league again. He banged yeah. in 30-odd goals.
1: I think he's on the record as saying, you know, if we can get Van Persie from Arsenal, we'll win the title. I think he's on record as saying that, and that's sure enough exactly what they, exactly what they did.
0: Never mind. Never mind. Right, we could talk about RVP all night. But you've not chosen him because...
1: I don't don't want him on my desert island. I don't want him there.
0: You're a lover scorned. I get it. I get it. So goal number three, uh, the time machine is having a lazy day as we're only going to edge forward in time just a little bit more to April 2004. Vauxhall have gone crazy again, this time by launching their fifth generation Astra. Prime Minister Tony Blair has announced there to be a referendum on the EU constitution. Who'd have thought? The Gherkin, another landmark building by Norman Foster, is open in the City of London. And at White Hart Lane, North London, Arsenal need only a point at home to Spurs to claim Arsenal's third Premier League title under Arsene Wenger. And Ori ran away from Tottenham famously at uh, Highbury. To score from uh, a
1: starting position similar to that one, but on this occasion he's looked for Bergkamp, who looks for Vian! He-
0: They wouldn't settle for the draw. Yet again, Arsenal in a matter of seconds of turned defending into classic counter-attack. Absolutely stunning. And there it is Patrick Vieira. Big Pat, big goal. And I think I know why you've chosen this one. But tell us, what makes this goal special over all the others, like camps that you've rejected? <laughs>
1: Yeah, big goal, big pat just doing what he did. Uh it's just a it's a great goal. It's a good team it's, goal. It's, it's, it's a good team yeah, goal. it's Henri to Burkham and then Vieira just goes doing, sticks out one of his massive long legs, and it just and it's a tap in really, but it it's set up by an, by an Henri sprint and then he sort of slows down a bit and then he just plays his through ball. Burkamp gets on the end of it, pushes one touch. it across and uh bosh, it goes in. Um This is a goal from the Invincible season, which for me is just, you know, it it can't ever really be, you know, it can't really ever be replicated at the time. It was just so amazing. All these, you know, play, it just all sort of came together perfectly, really. There were some scrappy draws, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but the fact that nobody's ever done it since, and there've been some amazing teams. Well, Liverpool, for example. Shows you just how hard, yeah, shows you just how hard it actually was. But you know, nevertheless, this goal at White Hart Lane uh, made it even more special. And for that player, I wanted that player to be in. We always felt that, you know, every summer these monster clubs would, would, were turning up every summer, you know, they were coming, who's going to go, who's going to get taken, Petit had gone and Overmars had gone and, and all these players would get, and Nelka had been signed and, you know, they, they could offer these, they could offer these massive wages and massive sort of, you know, Massive packages, you know. We, every season we were trying to fend them off. We just sort of felt if we can just hang on to Vieira and just hang on to Henri, mm. then the manager will do the rest. The manager will go out and find another Nick and Elka. He'll go out and he'll find another Gilberto Silva, he'll find Colo Torre for a quarter of a million quid and a bag of tracksuits. You know, he'll find, these, <laughs> he'll find <laughs> these amazing players from somewhere. But if we can just, you know, it, it felt at the beginning of that season, we'd blown up the last season, we'd blown it, thrown it away absolutely thrown it away and Henri was livid about it there was absolutely no doubt about that in the uh, Southampton game where we did him six nil at Highbury at the end of the 2003 season where we lost the league conceded it um Henri gets the ball and he's just sort of standing on them. these three Southampton players sort of run towards him and he just like looks at them really angrily and then just runs off the other way with the ball It's just like he's absolutely furious that we'd that we had done what we had done but then to be vindicated and go on and finish the season unbeaten, which is what Wenger had said this side was capable of doing, to go and then do it, this goal for me with those three players um, was was all the more special, really. And to do it at White Hart Lane was amazing. It was a weird thing because we won the title there but finished 2-2. Robbie Keane scored and did his little somersault, which is the most inelegant goal celebration anyone's yeah. ever thought of doing. It's so weird, isn't it? Uh, it makes me angry just sort of watching it. But then... We'd finished 2 2. So Lehman had got gone off. So he'd gone down the tunnel, um, conceded that penalty. Um, so he'd gone down the tunnel. He, th- he thought we'd blown it. Campbell was already in the dressing room because he just wanted to stay out of the way because he didn't want to antagonize anybody. Wenger comes in and he's absolutely livid. Um, and then there's kind of, it's going off inside the ground. And it was, I remember watching and just sort of, this is just so weird. Um, then Ashley Cole comes out and puts an inflatable trophy an inflatable championship trophy in the centre circle. Um mm-hmm. And of course, we're, I was thinking, all oh, the Tottenham fans will all leave the stadium. Of course, they didn't leave the stadium. They all just stood there, just really angrily while all the
0: <laughs> Arsenal fans... <laughs> like just shouting abuse? For
1: like an hour. Couldn't get people out the ground and stuff. So, I mean, it was it was a, really odd. But half the players didn't know that they'd actually won the title. Half of them did. It was just very weird. Um conceding that last minute penalty obviously took the took the rub off the game a bit. But, you know, at the same time, it didn't really matter. But I wanted this goal in because it was a combination of those three just amazing players. It it summed up that invincible side for me. Um, it reminds me of a time when football we you know it, when when being an Arsenal fan was just was just wicked. It didn't matter who we were playing, didn't matter who came to Highbury, we smashed nah, them. Yeah. We just set up no Wenger never changed the formation for a side that came. It didn't matter, he just put out the best players that he had didn't really make any difference we just batter anybody three four five six now you know no one we didn't care who we were playing we could go toe to toe with anybody and anybody it felt yeah, like yeah we could we could we could on our day we're a match for anybody and it doesn't care who you are you're Real Madrid or you're Man United or whatever you can come in we'll give you a good game and that so it felt like it was going to go on forever and of course that was the end of it actually it was that, the end yeah that unfortunately. invincible side got started to get broken up the 05 season was the Abramovich year well Abramovich had come into Chelsea the horror hadn't unfolded but we're all kind of like yeah well that'll go wrong
0: that 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 And plus no one at that time had uh experienced or lived through a multi-billionaire coming no. into football like it hadn't existed so when city got bought by the uh those guys uh, uh, where are they from qatar aren't they are they're qatarian yeah. oh whatever. wherever wherever um the oil people let's call them uh so when they came in we already had already experienced roma and and his billions but before then it was unheard really of happened. It, it, and unheard of to go in and say right we're gonna buy scott parker but 20, 20 million, yeah. Joe Cole, we're just going to spe- splash the cash. So that was different for Arsenal.
1: Abramovich, Abramovich turning up was bad enough, but then Mourinho turning up was just horrific, really. And then Ash- the Ashley Cole saga was like, they, they offered him 60. They should have given him 70. They should have given him 100. They should have made him captain. I don't know, whatever. Should have kept him, but they let him go. And and Ashley then Cole sensed the end, man the revolving door at Arsenal never closed again. They could never close that door again. And that side started to go and then to concede the title to Chelsea, the 05 season was horrific, really. And we kind of thought, I remember when Abramovich turned up and people thought, oh, well, this won't last long. This is all going to go pear-shaped. And all the Chelsea fans wearing Russian hats and stuff and, you know, running about giving it all the big. And we were like, well, they haven't got the minerals. They're not going to really be a problem. You know, know, Mm. this is Chelsea, for Christ's sake. This is not... It's Chelsea. They don't win titles. They win a couple of cups and they muck about the Dennis Wise nonsense. They haven't got the minerals to go and, you know, win back-to-back titles. You know, they're not a threat. You know, you've had it all your own way for the best part of 10 years and then suddenly it's, um, suddenly it's it's slipping beneath your feet. And that was the beginning of the end, really. And Project Youth was already underway. You know, the, the commitment to the stadium was already there. You know, we were, there was talk of selling dennis burkham to fulham for 5 million quid because he was like seen as a park just like what is going on what what is happening here i mean it was just it was just horrific really so that that, that this the invincible season was like do it that season or don't do it at all yeah. and then of course we we got knocked out of the champions league um and the champions league you know to, we 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 got beaten by Chelsea in the in the in that game and then it was Monaco and then Porto in the final. And the way that the Champions League had opened up that season, they should have done it and they should have won it, but they you know, Chelsea came to Highbury and got the away goal and then we just you know, I think that galvanized the team to then go on and do something special in the league. Should um, should have,
0: should have won the Champions League in 2006, man. It was so unlucky. But uh, that I mean, was, it would have been you know, perfect a, way to end the Wenger reign, I think. Yeah,
1: that, that I mean And it, it seems
0: a... premature at the time, but looking back, actually yeah. had, had he won the Champions League and gone on a high, that probably would have been best. Arsenal are the champions. <laughs>
1: This goal was for me just it encapsulated everything about that invincible side. Just it was just a measure of the time and how good those players were and how much they wanted it for each other and just to do it against that to against, against the Spurs side on their ground at that time just was just was magic, really. I think
0: the uh, the play as well encapsulates each player's individual personality on the ball. So Henri picks up the ball, just yeah. outside his own box, runs, beats some players, then plays at Burkamp, who Actually, has no right to play that pass. It's just a one-touch pass straight into good area, and Pat, uh, Big Pat, doing what he always does, being involved. Doesn't matter where it is the ball is in the pitch, he's involved. He's involved. And there you go. So I can understand. so is that the f- you have got to choose now which one you're going to take with you to the Desert Island to the DI. I don't get all,
1: I don't get all three.
0: You don't get all three, mate. You've Got to oh. choose one. Yeah, the, <laughs> right. the other two get recycled.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, I think then the, the goal that. I mean, they're all they're all special in their own right. Um, very special goals and very special memories and special time, really, of being an Arsenal fan. They're obviously consecutive seasons. It was a time when I was sort of going to Highbury quite a bit and used to go down there and just sort of loved it and loved watching those players. And you didn't, really you know, it was just, it was just wicked, come on, which one know? are you going to
0: choose? Oh, uh, the last all of one. Them,
1: all of them are brilliant in their own right, but I think I'm going to go for the last one. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Invincibles combination goal at White Hart Lane, winning the title there.
0: And at least you got it. everyone involved. At least you got the, the trio involved then. Yeah. Yeah. You d- I don't let me make the decision for you. You go wherever you want, mate. No, because that season was such a special season. Yeah, um, well, mate, super special.
1: It was a super special season. It was just so – it was just brilliant. We just used – we felt like we got back in front of United at last – you know, we've been unbeaten on the road and all that kind of thing. I felt like we were edging them again. And do you know um, what?
0: Sorry. Do you know what was really special about that time for Arsenal? In in this country, we're growing up United and we we hated success. But Arsenal was the one team that people, um, you know, n- neutrals would generally want to succeed. That was what was yeah, unique yeah. about that team. I think more so in Man United.
1: It was, it was interesting because a lot of people hated Wenger. They just thought, you know, he's a bit of a bit of a knob and he sort of says all these things and people didn't really like him. But he, he did something that sort of transcended it, you know, without sounding too wicky. <laughs> it did really sort of transcend the, the game a bit,
0: really. He was he- the anecdote to the Alex Ferguson dynasty. This is the thing that, yeah. you know, united with this just all-knowing power and then and then suddenly, Wenger came along. we like, "Hey, well, I can I can sort this out. So we can do we can do it a different way." It's like I mean, yeah. there's
1: nothing wrong. Some of those Ferguson sides, that '99 side was was unreal. Really, there was some awesome awesome sides, um, and they played they played decent football. But something about the way that Wenger sort of got those got those players to do what they did um, week after week after week and just blow teams away. You know, we've been uh, going to Highbury, you know, it used to finish 1-0, 2-1 all the time. Suddenly, mm. like, we haven't scored four goals. It was d- disappointing.
0: Yeah. Like, why,
1: haven't we seen, why haven't we seen five goals or something? Why hasn't Henri re-
0: dribbled uh, past 12 players?
1: <laughs> yeah. At the, this, this pub at the bottom of the road and this bloke used to shout out, every time Dennis burkhardt has got the boys shout, Go on, Burkhardt, take the piss! <laughs> that was just like that was his like every time he got the ball, it's just like, oh mate, shut up,
0: take but the piss. Is that a football take, term? Just, just take it? the
1: piss. Just just do something that takes the piss. Um, it was great, really. It was a good time for just lots of reasons, and it was just uh, it all sort of fell into place really. And that that side should have done better, I think. I think you know, we didn't know the horror that was just around the corner. We didn't know the, you know. Instead of spending what we spent on a stadium, we could have, you know, David Dean wanted to spend Sorry, on Sorry, can I just site. pull you up?
0: Did you just use the term horror for what happened to your club? You speaking yeah. to a Portsmouth fan. <laughs> I mean, I've I've experienced three administrations. Three. Yeah, that is, that is <laughs> three. So if your horror is building a nice new stadium and having players ponce around playing nice football, that's fair enough. Look, can we, let's talk about your luxury item. You've got your goal. Okay. Um, you already get a mighty doubt of football because that's the classic football and you get the complete works of Harry Redknapp's autobiography to read. That's your, they're yours. They also yours take that. Everyone gets those, but you also get to choose one classic football shirt of any era as your luxury. I think I know what you're going to go with. Which one are you going to go?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out of context now because I, that we although we had great kits during this time that we've just been talking about that, that sort of early, well, that Wenger era first sort of de- decade of it. I'm actually going to go back to when I was a kid. I'm going to go back for the yellow away bruised banana. Bruised banana. Yes. <laughs> the bruised banana, Ian Wright, Kevin Campbell side. Brilliant. Uh, it was wicked. And I mean, it was that... so
0: wrong. It's right.
1: It was so wrong. It's right. It was a great kit. It's the first kit I had. And I, somebody bought me that shirt. I can't remember. And I, I remember I tried to iron it for some reason and I burnt it because it was synth it was just basically made of a bin bag. And it, um, it had this big brown sort of splodge <laughs> on the front above the JVC, which also singed a bit as well. I don't know why I was trying to iron it. I don't know what I was doing. I even shouldn't really have been controlling an iron when I was that age, but I was. And um, But surely, still, hang on, sorry, the design of the
0: shirt, if any, people know it is, if you don't, I'll put a link. But the design of the shirt it had zigzags, right? Yeah, so in yeah. theory, if you burnt it with the iron in the correct angle, you wouldn't yeah. be able to tell any difference.
1: Well no, it was just a big brown puddle. Like Vieira used to rub all that gel on his front. remember? He used to put all that Vicks on his front so he could run around and it just looked like massive load of snot. It looked like it wasn't quite as much as that, but it was just a big brown splurge uh, mm. across the shirt. So Chevrolet do you want a through. new
0: one? You you get a new one. I want a take. new
1: one. I wouldn't want that shirt because it was sort of for London under nines. So uh I put a name on the back. Yeah, I might do. I might put I might put Venger on the back.
0: Okay, are you gonna go fork it Go fork it, yeah. I oh, am. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. So I'd have that shirt. I'd have the uh, the red and white stripy socks. I'd have the uh, the Stefan shorts. <laughs> um, red and white. You're mixing stri- it up. I like it. Yeah, I'm mixing it up, and I'd have I'd have the away the the sort of blue the the, the blue shorts. I'd go for away top, away shorts, home socks, and. Um, I'd go for the Venga long Nike coat that you can never do up.
0: And that's quite good, actually, because if someone does go past on a boat, they'd definitely yeah. see you. It,
1: yeah, and I could what you, I could use it as a sleeping bag and a flag, and then...
0: I can just imagine you at night trying to pull up the zip, but not yeah. quite yeah, but making not. it work. Yeah, never mind. Yeah,
1: so that would be, be useful. Good.
0: Fantastic stuff. Well, Tommy Gunn, it's been wonderful to have you on, and it's been lovely to talk about Arsenal, and... Um, yeah, not many people talk about Arsenal, do they?
1: <laughs> not really. No, not really allowed to. I mean, they? on
0: social media, Arsenal fans are only quite quiet. They don't normally moan <laughs> a lot and stuff. So they
1: normally they don't normally bitch about things.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but well, thank you so much for joining us, and good luck on your desert islands. Do enjoy your team goal from Arsenal from two thousand and four, and enjoy all that kit. All right, mate.
1: Love you, stuff. See you later.